So Money, Episode 642, Claudia Chan, author of This Is How We Rise. You're listening to So Money with award-winning money guru, Farnoosh Karabi. Each day, get a 30-minute dose of financial inspiration from the world's top business minds, authors, influencers, and from Farnoosh herself. Looking for ways to save on gas or double your double coupons? Sorry, you're in the wrong place. Seeking profound ways to live a richer, happier life? Welcome to So Money. Is gender equality really possible? You're listening to So Money, everyone. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Farnoosh Tarabi. Our guest today has made it her life's mission to close the gender equality gap and has inked a new book on the topic. It's called This Is How We Rise, Reach Your Highest Potential, Empower Women, Lead Change in the World. Author Claudia Chan is here. She's the founder and CEO of She Global Media. And she's a recognized expert on leadership and social entrepreneurship. She Global Media just wrapped its annual She Summit. It's an event that aims to help Fortune 1000 companies modernize and accelerate diversity with the goal of achieving gender parity by 2030, which is like not that far away, 13 years. That's pretty ambitious. And I hope we get there. And to support this, I was on a panel at She Summit in New York discussing financial equality and how women can earn more. And you can probably guess I had quite a bit to say. So Claudia's impetus for launching She Global Media actually came after starting a multi-million dollar business. You might have heard of it. It's called Sheckies. And it was after achieving tremendous success and still feeling like she wasn't pursuing her life's true calling that she was inspired to do some soul searching and, as she says, step into a new consciousness of what it means to be a woman in today's world. Claudia's book talks about the need to shift to a me-for-we mindset in order to achieve gender equality. What does that mean, I ask? And also, how can men be a part of this important revolution? Here we go. Here's Claudia Chan. Claudia Chan, welcome to So Money, joining us right off the heels of the Chi Summit which happened in New York City last week. I was a proud panelist at She Summit. It's an amazing gathering of professional women. Great to have you on the show as the founder and now author. Yes, thank you so much for having me. Let's start with She Summit and then we'll get to your new book. Uh, because you're just you know coming out of the She Summit 2017, tell us how this amazing gathering of women started. You know, I, I basically have spent my whole life as an entrepreneur in the women's content space. So for 10 years, I would say like the 2000s, from, I, I ran Shecky's, which was a women's entertainment company. That was when Sex and the City was big. I called it the fluff era for, for women. It was all about, you know, chick lits and chick movies and girls night outs. And, and so I spent 10 years doing that. And then in that process, I was, became a successful female entrepreneur and started learning around, about the state of women um, the gender, the gender gaps everywhere in society, in the workplace, at home, uh, third world countries, and I was like, okay, well, wh- why is it that you know women make up half the world, and yet we're so far from we're making less than men, lack leadership positions, um, financial literacy gap, right? There's there's just so many issues around um, where women are, where women are not being treated equally, and yet women around my my friends 
in New York and, you know, who had great educations, like none of us were talking about women's empowerment and not only sort of stepping into our own highest confidence of ourselves as women, but also how do we lift other women? And so I looked at media and media and events and I thought, wow, you know, we're being fed fashion and beauty and fun. We're not really being fed empowerment and role models. And so the idea of She Summit was born to create this conference, convene, you know, all kinds, entrepreneurs, corporate leaders, humanitarians, authors, experts, wellness, the whole gamut, right? Leadership, lifestyle, role models for women and and just make and, and, and you know and, and put women face to face with this type of inspiring content. It must be an interesting year to host the She Summit, given what's happened politically. We thought we were going to have a female president. We didn't. How? What was the mood this year? I believe that we're in a really unique time in history. I mean, I call what's happening right now the, the fourth wave of feminism, right? When you, I mean, women haven't had the right to vote for a hundred years yet. We we forget that, and you know, we had the right. Not, the year twenty twenty will be a hundred years since we've had the right to vote. That was the first, the first movement. Second one, Gloria Steinem, women's revolution, and and I and I and I say we're in the fourth one because. This is a time where gender equality and women's advancement is like, you know, you're seeing everybody champion it, right? From from like Beyonce and celebrities to even, you know, men, you know, like John Legend calling themselves feminists to corporations are prioritizing their 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 gender and women's networks and their DNI initiatives. Um, and then, of course, you know, like ma- mainstream media, you know, every magazine, every newspaper, women's issues are everywhere. So, you know, I think that this is I mean, they say it's 170 years to gender global gender equality. But I think that we are in a momentum right now that's really exciting. And then, of course, Hillary almost became president and then she didn't. Um, and ultimately, of course, you know what I what I say, sometimes God throws a bomb <laughs> Or sometimes there's just a um, sometimes sometimes like some really bad things have to happen in order for people to wake up and do more, right? And I believe that that's the good thing that has come out of um, Hillary losing is that the women's march did happen. You know, you're seeing all you're seeing men, women, children, you know, stand up for women's rights and and just equality in general. So I think that's the good that is coming out of it is people, my friend raw calls it the age of the citizen, you know, where like things are just getting so bad that people just actually have to get out of their comfort zone and, and fight for and, and be activists from where they are and, and try to do good and drive change from where they are. So that is the good that is coming out of it. And I think that, um, that's, we're going to continue to see that happen. You mentioned earlier that earlier when in your career, when you were after Shecky's and you were thinking about your next step and it was 2010, you were 35 and you kind of stepped into what was what you called a new consciousness of what it means to be a woman in today's world. What does it mean to be a woman in 2017? While we're all having these conversations around the systems that have to change and women supporting women and men supporting women and creating um, pay equity and opportunity equity there there is this sort of like this stuff in the air i don't know what it is it's it's people's biases it's uh, sometimes it's unconscious i don't sometimes it's very conscious but like there is a push against women rising and i wanted to get your take on that how do we tackle this how do we even define that yeah i mean i feel that there is, I feel like, I feel like for several years now, right? I mean, especially since Lean In came out. And, you know, again, like Malala becoming an international girl symbol for girls' education. And, 
you know, just like just so many things happening, so many movements, like, you know, my friend Reshma with Girls Who Code and closing the tech gender gap, right? There's so many things that are trends that, and that have been happening that have been encouraging women to lead and drive change. But I do feel like women get stuck, right? They're, they're still sitting at their corporate job trying to get to the next level and, and juggle everything between child rearing and their careers or, you know, an entrepreneur who's trying to monetize their business and get to a point of sustainability or, you know, or obviously sexual assault is still, you know, prevalent on college campuses to the workplace. We're seeing obviously with a lot of the, you know, Uber cases and, you know, so obviously all the problems still exist. And so I think that we just, we really need to equip women with a practical guide on how to, Again, how do you how do you lead your career, your life, your family, all of these things, and 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 at the same time, drive impact and change in an issue that really is personal to you, that makes sense for you to do that in a way that is realistic and sustainable. And really, that's what my book, This Is How We Rise, teaches women to do. It's truly a practical guide on how do you lead all aspects of your life well, driven by purpose? How do you get clarity on what that purpose is to create a more equal world? And how do you, how do, you do it and still be able to, you know, to live a successful life? And so I think we got to give women really practical tools on how to do it. And, and I, I always say it's like applying business skills to it. <laughs> you know, you have to be really strategic about how you're investing your time and your money and if you are at a company, for example, we have a lot of corporate clients and you feel like, oh gosh, there's no way that I could possibly get this company to get a, to like the institute parental leave or, you know, hey, or for, for women and men to get pay equity, right? And that, that's not true. You know, there are ways that, you know, you just need to be inspired. A, it's like inspiration. You actually have to, that personal moral fortitude and, and willingness to work because you have to work hard at it and not you know, and not, not knowing what the result is going to be, but that's, that's what it means to do good in the world, right? That's what it means to, to be a change agent. And so we have to tap into that energy and, and awaken that change agent inside of us first. You talk about a key in the book, which is shifting to a me for we mindset. So while we're focusing on the strategies that we can apply to ourselves to get to the next level and to progress, there has to be a consciousness as well about supporting each other, other women. So the, the book is actually, and my whole message, even with She Summit and the book, it, the she actually stands for she and he empower. So I actually think that we need to move away from, from the movement being women talking to women and women empowering women. And we have to start talking to women and men and encouraging both of them to step up for gender equality. So I think that it's I think that women have been fighting this fight alone for way too long. We got to start speaking to the men too. And especially today, women are continuing to rise. And so men and young, especially young men and boys are, are increasingly confused about what masculinity even is. And so I think that we need to start a, it, you know, it can no longer be a one-way dialogue from women to women. It's got, we got to talk to the movement's got to talk to women and men. It's got to talk to all people. And it's got to say, we got to prioritize gender equality for A, B, and C reasons. And so that is really, I mean, first and foremost, that's what I say, you know, that's, that's my whole message and my, and my, 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 my message. And the second thing is I talk about leading. We need to, to really realize our highest leadership and our extraordinary birthright and destiny, which I believe all of us have. So there is a spiritual element of the book. Um, 
that because I believe that we're all all of our destinies are meant to be extraordinary and we and what is our life while we're here has has big meaning and and it's our job to figure out what that meaning and what that impact is. And so but in order to figure that out, we need to stop we need to stop living me over we and instead me for we. Like what is stop just living your life in the world for yourself, but how do you lead your life for for something bigger, right? And it's our job and everything has happened for you. In your like, so whether or not you were discriminated against, or you came from a maybe a immigrant family, or you experienced some inequity somewhere, like you know, what has happened to you that you are meant to affect change in, and so so yeah, it's about leading this this purpose centric, this me for we. What does your life mean for the world? I teach people through the book, men and women, to to try to figure out what that is because once you do then that's where that's where you can really make impact and live the best life you could possibly live. On this show, we like to talk about living your best financial life. So for the remaining time, Claudia, I'd love to pick your brain and, and learn more about your financial perspectives. How does that, that sound? Sounds great. That's a big topic. Yeah, I've got, I've got some perspective on that. <laughs> Good. Okay, so shifting to money, what is your money philosophy if you have kind of encapsulates your approach to spending and or saving. So, so one of the things, I think this is a big, I mean, to even take this conversation to more of a, you know, even more of a macro thing, because I do feel like it is a huge movement is, so I teach that, you know, that the women's movement is not just one, one issue, right? It's thousands of issues. It's thousands of movements. And so for me, you know, like curating so many topics on our She Summit stage, one big movement, right, is women and their financial well-being. And and just financial well being for anybody, right? And so I think that I think that money is so at the heart, right, of what of what causes in terms of what what how people are are making their decisions in life for their career. Like, okay, do I want to have a kid now or later? Do I quit my job or hey, I really want to start my business or you know, me and my partner, is this the right partner for me, right? If you really think about every aspect of your life, money is at the core and center. <laughs> like it's a subconscious thing that we all, like, especially as women that we, it's really a big part of what's driving our decisions and shaping our decisions often on a subconscious level or it's on a conscious level, but we don't, but yet at the same time, it has so much power in our lives. And yet we don't devote the time to really thinking and strategizing around our money. And so, and that is like, how am I making more money? How am I managing it? How am I spending it? And being really thoughtful about what money even means to me in my life. I think even just pausing and be like, what does money even mean for my life and the quality of my life and where I'm going and what I want my life to be about and what I want to have. But then also, but also then, you know, what does it mean? And then, okay, this is what it means. But then what's my relationship with money? Because I think we also come from different families and parents and we all have these different, we have different histories with money. And so I actually think it's an area of all of our lives that we need to, we need to be taught to spend more time with giving more attention to and he, any healing that has to be done there, you know, and figuring out what are our patterns with money. And I, and I think that it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a life area that is underestimated and, and, and we're not teaching women and people enough about. Um, you know, we're teaching people, like we're constantly talking about, okay, you know, what are you doing with your career or what's, you know, what career decisions are you making or what life decisions are you making? And yet money is such a huge aspect of that, but yet the, the practical education of how we're educating 
people, but especially women around money is, is just really, it, it needs a lot of focus. It needs a lot more, a lot more focus. So that's just one thing that I wanted to say that I, I've learned through my journey and through all the stories and of women and, 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 you know, creating leadership conferences, uh, just one really big aspect of, of this conversation. It's so true because you can't really have the freedom to pick and choose your career and take the risks if you don't feel as though you have financial runway. And that's something that we talk about a lot for those, especially who want to pursue things like entrepreneurship or switching careers. You know, having your financial ducks in a row breeds life into all the decisions that you want to make in life. Um, it's that, it's that really that core stress that just isn't there because you know, you've done the good work of, of making that a solid foundation. But yeah, we don't learn it as in that way. It's sort of this like, you know, thing that you learn after the fact and often too often by mistake. What was your upbringing like, Claudia, in the sense like, how did your upbringing influence your financial perspectives on life? Was there an experience or a series of moments growing up where you feel like that's how you got whether it was a lack of financial education or a lot of financial education, you know, some people might talk about the dinner conversations around money or watching their parents fight about money. My parents came over in the fifties and sixties and, you know, my, even though they were both from, you know, good families, they, they just, they, you know, they survived the war in China when Mao took over, you know, China, they fled to Taiwan, they came here, they came from like aristocratic families, but then didn't have much because of the war. And so, you know, my dad came here with $7 and bartended and, and Valley, you know, did Valley parking to take some classes, um, learn English. And, but he eventually bartended and made uh, had buddy um, uh, friends on Wall Street invested in his first Chinese restaurant, and so when my brother and I were born in the seventies in New York, my my dad had my parents had a restaurant, a and then eventually they had their second, third, fourth, fifth restaurant. We were raised middle class, but I was just always taught that the value of money was just so ingrained, right? Like, and and I think that often too, especially from Asian Asian families, especially um, because of the history of you know, of having come from scarcity, right? Like in a way, I feel like I was raised with this scarcity mentality around money. Like there's, it's, it always could run out. It's about, it's like a survival mode. You're living in survival and it can run out at any point. And so by the, by the nature of that happening, and especially America being such a melting pot, right? Of so many immigrant, like, or like immigrant families and of all kinds of cultures, right? So this is the land of opportunity and freedom. And so you're sort of raised with this, you know, this, this like, oh my God, money is so important, Right. So, so I feel like that was always a part of me and putting, so I was sort of going into coming out of college. I got to, I got to have my own business. I got to make a lot of money. I got to, you know, the significance of money was always there, but then, so that's the part where, and I did become a successful entrepreneur in my twenties. By the time I was 28, 29 years old, um, like Shecky Shecky said, become a multi-million dollar business. And so I, so I, but I feel like I found this material financial success, but then I, the purpose stuff was always missing. Right. So I, I always say that I, I had the, I, I ended up making the, the, the financial success, but then the purpose was missing and the meaning and quality of life. And I, that was, that was my journey. And, you know, I was joked that like my twenties were, you know, more financially like, like healthy, like, or financially abundant, but then lacking purpose. And then the next few years of my life were like lacking money, but having all this purpose. And then into my forties is hopefully a time where, you know, there is the financial and there is the purpose of Milan, which there is right now. And it's, 
you know, but it's a journey, but that's just an example of how we all need to sort of stop and like, like ask ourselves, what's our money story? You know, what's our, what, what are our belief systems around it? Cause we, we, our beliefs drive our thoughts, our thoughts drive our, our behaviors. So, and our patterns and it's a cycle. Is there something you're particularly proud of in your financial life? Is there something, an accomplishment that for you was, we call it the so money moment on the show? I mean, I, I bought a home when I was 28, 29 years old. But I, I think that the so money moment for me, it's, it's really just where I am today. You know, I, I really feel like at 42 years old, I'm living a life where everything that I do is in alignment with who I really am meant to be in this world. Like I'm on, I'm, I'm, I'm living a life where how I spend my money and what I, how I make my money is all very aligned with what's important to me and, and what is meaningful and my purpose and in work in family and all of those things. And that's a pretty spectacular feeling. Bring that to life a little bit for us. Today, where where's your financial mindset today? How has that you know is there is there is there an example of how that's manifested? Um, I mean, just through you know, I think that okay. Well, in terms of earning money, you know, I believe that you know, like obviously, I'm, I, my path is intra- entrepreneurship. So even with the conference, right, companies are sending delegations of people and. And we are like for the cost of what they pay and, you know, whether it's an entrepreneur or an individual, a company sending their employees, we truly do, we connect, educate and activate them, right? In their leadership. I say every year in order to grow in your life, you have to grow your connections, expand your education and propel your actions. That's how you're going to continue to rise every year and you have to invest in that. And so I believe that the education and the experience that I deliver through my company is truly changing people's lives. Because at the end of the day, it's what you think and what you do, right? That's going to transform your life. And we we gotta, you know, it, it's just you know by by creating the space for She Summit to happen, where we're activating thousands of people to to get to the next level um, through the book, you know, the message, sixty thousand words, right? I mean, it's, it's it's that's doing that in a in a much more detailed way. Um, leading my team, you know, every every person I pay, you know, on, on my team, it's. Like what the meaning around that, right? How you're spending your money to, to create something or um, where my money is going in terms of family and childcare right now. I've got two young, I got a two-year-old and a seven-month-old. So, you know, so, so, so I just, how I'm spending my money, how I'm making my money. I, I'm very clear as to the purpose and the value of all of those you know, related to every one of those, one of those activities. It sounds like you're very clear on your why, as Simon Sinek says. I don't know know if you're familiar with his work. He was on the show recently, and he's all about before you step out into the world, figure out your why. And when you said that you want to basically help change the world, uh, that's a very ambitious why, but it guides you. Like it really, and it and it really takes you to a whole advanced level with your the way you strategize, the way you think, the way you connect. At the end of the day, I believe that we're all here to make an impact, right? I, I talk about in the book, what is your holistic purpose? Because I think purpose sometimes feels very daunting and because we feel like we have multiple purposes, but you know, purpose, what is your purpose in your personal realm, which could be your health, your financial well-being, your kids, the things that really directly impact you. But then what is your purpose in, in the social realm? Like where are you giving back to in society? And so, you know, by the end of your life, beyond your family, who, who did you empower? What good did you do? Right. These are the kind of questions that I ask in my book. This is how we rise. And like, what does your life mean for the world? And 
So when it, when it comes to like, I want that to power your why I want this me for we, this purpose, like what is the bigger, what is the bigger good you want to create to, you know, to, to be a part of your why, right? If Steve Jobs wanted to make beautiful things, you know, like I, I would, I would add to that to make beautiful things that would, that would make people's quality of lives better, right? Like what is, so I think that we're all here ultimately to contribute because we have the privileges we have today because of other, other people that have come before us and fought for a better society and a better world. And, and so, yeah, so I would just add to Simon's why and say your why has to be rooted in purpose and not just purpose in the personal realm, but the purpose in this, what is your purpose in the social realm? Because we all have a big, we're all here for bigger reasons than just to like live a good life. Right. <laughs> so that's, that's really where I want people to, to start thinking about, to really unleash potential. Sometimes let's be honest, we feel like we're good, you know, life's good for me. And why should I push myself harder? Why should I try harder? Why should I make more? Why should I start that business? If, you know, if it's going to mean disrupting my kind of serenity, peace, time. And I'm always saying to people that because like you say, to echo what you're saying, it's not just about you, you know, that you are, you are an aspect of a bigger world and everyone has the power to help, not just help someone's life, but really change their life. And if you believe that, I think that can be mind blowing and life blowing. A very important conversation we should all be having. Your book is called This Is How We Rise. Claudia Chan, thank you so much. And, and congratulations on the success of the She Global Summit. Thank you. Thank you for your Thank you for your work and contribution as well to financially empower all of us. And I look forward to more conversations. Thanks so much to Claudia Chan for stopping by. Her book again is called This Is How We Rise. She is on Twitter at Claudia Chan, and you can learn more about her at ClaudiaChan.com. If you'd like to download this episode, read the transcript, send me a question for the Friday episodes of Ask Farnoosh, just hop over to SoMoneyPodcast.com. It is all there for you. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. I hope your day is so money.